another chapter and another opportunity for us to, to introspect and to think about our lives and to hopefully uh, take a few moments. You know, Baruch Hashem, life, life is, a, is a compilation of, of days, of moments, as we, we've, we've read in the parshias, Avraham, Vesorah, Zekanim, Bohim, Bayomim, is that life is a consistency of days. Is Bayim Bayomim, right? We talk about Arichas Yomim, that people obviously want to have a long life, but really your life, as we speak many times, like, what is my life? When a person thinks about, like, what is his life? Right? Your life is usually uh, now. That's your life. And it's a uh, compilation of a lot of nows. And what happens is, many times, is we're waiting for life to begin. We're late waiting for life to be something. And we have the blessing right in front of us of, of life constantly happening, which is right now. What do I do? How can I think about my life, what could I change about my life? How could I maybe, you know, um, you know, uh, do something different, do something better, do something deeper? Um, the the blessing of of a person being able to think, being able to try and feel, being able to be alive is really the blessing to you know, do whatever you can to try and be the best that you can be, or let me say even better than the best you can be, you know, to try and be you, to try and experience you, to try and live you to the fullest. You know, many of us, many of us have a problem because we have parts of us that are, let's say, cut off. We have parts of us that we don't acknowledge. You know, shalom, it says, ain shalom, is that shalom on the outside is very connected to shalom on the inside. Is that when people learn to, to, uh, to really accept other people, that's why we love learning Lashon Hara, Hilchas Lashon Hara, is because when you le- learn to love other people, you're really uh, learning to love yourself more. You're learning to love parts of you more. You're learning to understand you know, understanding is a, is a chilek, is a part of love, right? When you love someone, you try and understand them. When you understand someone, you love them more. And a lot of times, we, because of the way we, we were brought up, because of different traumas that may have happened to us, because of certain uh, experience that may have um, um, affected us. So what happens is we're not fully us. We're not fully myself. I'm not able to really be me, either because my father told me I'm not supposed to be me, or my mother told me, or my brothers told me, or my siblings told me, or my teachers told me, or my culture told me. You know, something could be shut, shut down a part of me or shut down some of me to be me. And that's a lot of times when, when it comes to Lush and Haro, we do the same thing. We'll shut down this guy and we'll shut down that guy and we'll say he's like this and he's like that and we, and we cast tremendous judgment on people as opposed to saying, you know, 
let me try and understand where that person's coming from. Let me try and relate more to who that person is. Let me try and judge them favorably. And that, that ends up affecting ourselves as well. Because when a person is able to let all of himself be, be present, whether it's your thoughts, right? A lot of, right, we talk a lot about your thinking. When you think negatively about someone, to try and control your thinking, to try and understand your thinking, to try and be someone who's more of a positive thinker, right? That's, that's learning to develop yourself more. It's, it's a way for a person to learn how to understand himself more as opposed to just playing the record in your mind of you know, whatever negativity or whatever you think things are. It's good to, to be able to stop and to be able to say, okay, let me challenge my thought about something. It's almost like the most liberating feeling when you could say, you know what, you thought your whole life that this was you know, white, maybe this is really blue. It's like, what, what, how could that be? This can't be blue. And then you're like, oh, you mean I was wrong the whole time that I really thought that this was what it was? Maybe it's not like that. And a lot of times we go through that. And when you go through that, you, you sort of um, have a whole different experience of what life is. Otherwise, what happens? Okay, it's another day, it's same day, same thing, same morning, same this. You look in the mirror, you see the same guy with the same problems, as opposed to wait. And that's the beauty, and I'll end off with this, then I'd, then I'd love to hear from you guys. Then, then what happens is, when we share, that's the beauty of sharing with somebody else. See, when you share with somebody else, then what happens is you get a different perspective. People don't like to share with people who disagree with them. Why? Because when someone disagrees with you, then it's like it challenges your whole way of thinking. Like, maybe this is blue and it's not white. Like, whoa, wait, wait, one second, what does that mean? That means maybe this is not black. Maybe this is red. Oh my gosh. Then I gotta rethink things. But it's the most beautiful thing. That's why we learn Gemara. That's why we love to learn Gemara. That's why we love to learn Torah, because what does it do? It's constantly challenging one thought, the next thought, this, that. That's why it's great to have people you could share things with. That's why it's great to have Rebbeim to talk to, to have therapists, to have people who you could challenge your way of thinking. Because we suffer when we think and we believe everything that we believe. We suffer. I don't mean physically suffer. We mentally and emotionally suffer when we believe our thoughts, that our thoughts are true, and that maybe it's really not true, then we become more free from, from things. So let's, be, let's begin. I mean, I just began, but let's continue. Um, yes, Ben. I fully agree with the concept of what I'm saying, mm -hmm. that there's a big benefit of challenging thoughts. I okay. feel that it can be a, a very thin path or walking on a tightrope at times when it comes to challenging reality. Okay. The whole benefit of communication in regards to when I that a cup is a white cup is a white cup. And by thinking it's blue, doesn't mean it's blue. It's a white cup. To think it's not a cup isn't reality. So what say I'm The Rebbe, please elaborate and clarify with regards to when something is challenging a thought in a productive sense and when it's a cup as right. a cup. What are you saying that it's not a cup? Well, I, never, I didn't say it's not a cup. 
you said that it's a white cup, but maybe it's not white. Maybe well, I didn't say maybe it's not. I'm saying maybe when I look at someone else's perspective, when I see someone else's perspective, then what happens is I can maybe look at things differently and I'm able to change. People don't change, right? Little children, little children are not gonna change until they hear from a teacher how they teach them, you know, how to, how, to, how to put things together and how to develop things and to make things different. Adults, right, get stuck, right, with you. You get stuck with your spouse. You get stuck with your job. You get stuck with your thinking of, of something. And then someone comes and says, oh, I want to teach you another perspective. What does that do for you? Wow, it opens up a whole new world. Now, if someone's lying to you, that's the danger of the media nowadays, and it's the danger of the world that we live in, because you could have somebody tell you things that are lies. But if someone tells you things that are true, right? If someone tells you, Ben, you know, you're, you're um, totally, if someone told you, right? Someone told you, you're totally forgiven for all your Averas for coming to this shear. If everyone, we sent out a whole WhatsApp group that says anybody who comes to shear is totally forgiven for their Averas. Who wouldn't want to come to that shear? Maybe it's true. Maybe when you come into the base Medrash, maybe Asara Shiyoshvim, right? Shechina Beinayim, Hashivainu Vinosarsacha, maybe it is true. Oh, but I don't believe it's true. What do you know? What do you know that you don't believe that it's true? And then you start thinking differently. Wow, I'm actually maybe a good guy. If someone tells you you're a very capable guy, you're a very capable guy. Really? I didn't think I'm a capable guy. You ever have a teacher who, who made you feel that you're not smart and you're dumb? You ever have that? Lots. Not lots, but... So Ben, can I just tell you something? It's funny that you're saying this. This is a great example because Ben is shaking his head and saying lots. Can I tell you something about every one of those teachers? Right? They're stupid. You know why they're stupid? Not because, not because they're stupid, but because you're, you're not, you're not, you're, you're, they, they didn't hop you because you're a bright person. So that's like the cup is white, and now I tell you, no, it's blue. So you're like, what do you mean? If my father told me my whole life, if my mother told me my whole life, if my teachers, if my culture told me my whole life that you are this, you are this, you are this, and then you come to this yeshiva or you come somewhere else and they start hugging you and loving you and you're like, who are they talking to? They're not talking to me. It can't be me because that's not true. Got it? I get it. I, that's really, I agree with what you're saying. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just... What? What are you worried about? Let's say, let's say the example of the media where they say a boy is a girl, but it's not. It's not true. A boy is a boy. Right. So would you say that maybe through the back and forth, if something's true, you'll eventually reach that true point? And so challenge no. those thoughts or just... What do you mean? What do you mean if something's true? Where I'm having the understanding yeah. this yeah. is there's some stuff that are wrong. We know this to not be true. But who? But there's somebody out in the world now where you could say the boy-girl thing, and they will totally disagree with you. They asked the Supreme Court Justice, who is who is uh, nominated. She's I think now one of the Supreme. They asked her what what is a girl, and she couldn't answer that question. That's the highest level of smartness in the American society. Pretty dumb to me. 
Now, there might be someone listening to this year, a lot of people listening to this year, and they might be offended that I just said that. We might get to a stage where people are going to be offended. Well, how could you call a girl a girl and a boy a boy? Well, I will never, I hope I will never uh, uh, struggle with that. I hope we will never have to sit here and actually have that conversation. Correct? Are you, are you in agreement to that? Okay, so there are many things that are, that is the truth. To say that a person, a Yid, is intrinsically loved by Hashem all the time. And I know we have to address your WhatsApp. You sent me, I didn't ignore it. I just, I was waiting until we talk in person about it. But, but uh, to say that Hashem loves every Jew and loves every person for that matter, <laughs> and loves uh, the world, right? There's a hava that we can't imagine, right? That's no different than saying a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. Just because I don't look at it that way, right? You could be a wonderful person, but if your father didn't make you feel wonderful, or your mother didn't make you feel wonderful, or your family didn't make, or whatever, didn't make you feel wonderful, so that's a stira, but that doesn't mean that it's true. It could be that it's not true and that you really are wonderful. Make sense? So my thoughts that I always think are not always true. And that's why it's good to have people and it's good to have these conversations and good to have these discussions because you want to challenge it. So someone can raise their hand and say, oh, but dot, 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 dot. Great, so let's talk it out. Let's, let's hear, let's get down to the bottom of it. Let's hear. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Shkoch Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, good. Yes, Rafael. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. I don't think they're stupid. I think that they have their own baggage to deal with, and because they don't have correct um, yeah. the tools to deal with themselves, yeah. so they yeah. take it out. Yeah, you're being nice. You're being more uh, in a nice way. Yeah, correct. I, I agree. I, I, I agree that stupid. I'm saying I. Te- I'm not. Right. I'm not. Right. Right. I'm not being so forgiving for the teachers. I don't. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about their baggage. When yeah. someone's a teacher, when someone's a teacher, they have a responsibility. I'm not being as nice as you are about it, but yes, you're just saying. All right, you're you're being more. I got it. You're saying it's not the shot. They're stupid. They just have their own stuff. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But again, every yes. My point. My point just was knowing Ben as. You know, I'm not just saying it out of the blue. I know Ben for many years, and Ben's the farthest thing from, from uh, uh, that if your teachers made you feel or you felt in teachers that you're stupid or you're incapable is the furthest from the truth. I'm not saying that to make you feel good. I hope it does make you feel good. But that's not why I said it. I just said it because anyone who knows Ben, that Baruch Shem, you're a bright, uh, very capable person. So anybody who wouldn't see that is more just blind. But yes, I, I got you. Right, right, right. I got you. You're saying that, right. Correct. I agree. Thank you. Well said. Yes. Shalom. I know for me... Yeah. A lot of things I grew up with, and now it's, you know, it's not necessarily true, right. especially in views you know, with Yiddishkeit, you know, certain ways of Yiddishkeit, dressing, clothing. Right. 
And I don't want to accept though that my parents made a mistake. I don't want to accept nice. that they weren't perfect. Nice. Not, I don't want you know. I only nice. want to see them in a perfect light. Nice. But it's important for me to realize that they that they made a mistake in certain cases, and that's okay. It's, it's hard. Well, that's hard. That's very hard. If you, especially if you're a, a nice person and you have good keep it of aim, and you and it's natural that we want to uh, you know look at our parents a certain way, but it's also important. As, as we get older, it's important to be able to distinguish between, you know, what's right and what's wrong, and then to realize that our parents are human. Our parents are human. It could be that they made, you know, made mistakes. It's okay. And you're going to make mistakes too. This is not a curse to you, but that you as a parent are going to make a mistake with your children also. And your children are going to Maybe 20 years from now, you know, they might say, Dad, why did you do this? Or Mom, why did you do this? And, and that's okay also. Nobody's perfect. Focus on the fact that they're humans also. And they're they're human. They're human. I make, I'm a parent. I'm a grandparent. I'm a grandfather. Baruch Hashem. I make mistakes. I still make mistakes with my kids. And I've made mistakes. Hopefully, I've made more not mistakes than mistakes. But we always, we all make mistakes. There's nothing wrong with that. The question is, how big of a mistake is it? How painful of a mistake did you do? And how many people you hurt along the road of your, right? How intense was your mistake? You hopefully are healthy enough when you get married to be a parent. You know, I was talking to someone about this, you know, the other day about, you know, being, being a parent and making mistakes and apologizing to children for the mistakes that you made, right? So I said that's very healthy and it's very normal, but it also depends what mistake you did, right? You don't want to, right? You're going to, everyone here is going to, at one point, is going to apologize to your wife, hopefully, and you'll apologize to your children at one point, right? But, but this was the statement that I said. The question is, what is the apology going to be? How, how big of an apology? You don't want the apology to be, oh, I'm sorry that I threw, you know, the... Uh, you know, the glass uh, at you, you know, and it smashed and almost hit you. I'm so sorry that when I was angry, you know, I, I smashed the broom, you know, uh, or I did something. That, you don't want to be doing that. that you got to heal yourself and make sure that you're, that you're ba- and that's a boundary thing. That's a boundary thing, right? People who, who, who are angry and yell at people, they have boundary issues, Right? You're, you're taking all your stuff and you're overflowing it onto somebody else. When you hurt somebody else, that's a boundary, right? What, is it, what does it say? Uh, what is, what's that line? Um, if you don't heal your wounds, then you will bleed onto, onto other people. I like that quote. What? And those who didn't cut you. Right. Something like that. Can someone look up that quote? Something like that. You're going to bleed because if you're hurt, if you're wounded, what happens is you're going to bleed. Did someone get the quote yet? See who's quick. Come on, Daniel. Let's go. Let's go. Good race over here. Israel? You're not looking it up? Just look up like wound, cut on other people or something like that. Nice, Israel, pretty good. Okay, good. How'd you get that? 
So let's let's say that again. If you don't heal, if you don't heal what hurt you, you will bleed on people who didn't cut you. So you'll bleed on your son. You're gonna bleed on your wife. You'll bleed on on your in-laws. You'll bleed on your brother-in-law. You'll bleed on somebody else. Now all of us bleed a little bit, you know, because we're all human and we all have hurt. The question is, you know, how how much you're bleeding and how much you're hurting someone else. And halavai, it's just bleeding. I don't know why, what the statement is that you're bleeding. You'll end up cutting somebody. You'll end up cutting somebody. You'll end up hurting somebody. Yeah, go, Nachi. Oh, you weren't. Yeah, Daniel? Oh, I thought you were. Okay. Yeah, everybody good? Yes. How are you? Deeper, deeper than that, what Sean was saying is like we have to understand that they don't think they're making a mistake. Right. From their perspective, this is the right thing. All they want to do is the best for you. Right. You know? And they can't see the other side. Right. So we're the so we're the same. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like Rebbe was saying with the physical object, like the blue and white. Right. I don't know if I could relate to like something that's. It's a fact, you know? Right. It's more like in opinions where people can't see the other side. Right, but also, yeah. correct, but also, so I want to address both points. Number one, you know, the Mesil Sharm speaks about it. Sometimes the worst um, thing, the worst, it's worse when you think what you're doing, what you're doing something wrong and you think it's right. That's even worse than doing something wrong and knowing that it's wrong. So, so the first step is you have to know what's right and what's wrong. So how many times do, you know, uh, who said this line recently? Someone said this. Someone, mom has told this to me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Someone said like, like God, someone told me his father said or someone said to him like, or his mother, someone said like, Hashem um, wouldn't, wouldn't approve of you or something like that. Something, you know. Something like, you know, God, oh, what was the line? It was so terrible. It was so not true. But he said to his kid, or the kid heard it, something that, like, something about God, you know, uh, doesn't approve of your life or something like that. Something, I don't know, something like that. Like, like, so I'm being true to God by saying that. No, you're not. You know, you're not. And people do that, and they think they're right. They think, what do you mean, Hashem? Hashem, Hashem, Torah, look at my son. How could he be, right? He's a disgrace. So he thinks he's being, and he'll daven and shul, and they'll have tears down his eyes, and daven and Yom Kippur, and say, ay, right, my son is so terrible. Meanwhile, he's being so terrible. So that's number one. So number one is you have to be very, you have to have someone who can check yourself with to make sure you don't fall into that. Because you could fall into that just like your parents. Shalom. You could fall into that just like all, all of us can fall into that. To, to say like, oh, well, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, they didn't have transgender. They didn't have transgender back in our, I mean, they had it. But it's not popular. You guys are going to have to deal with transgender. I mean, I might have to deal with it also, but I'm saying I'm not, I'm not raising my kids are already older, but I'm saying I don't know what you guys are going to have to deal with as far as, and then you'll say, wait, 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 but there's a line. There was a line. When I was rebelling, right, we only smoked uh, whatever we smoked, and we only drank, but I never would have been a transgender, 
and then, and then someone will have a kid, or someone will have a situation where there's a trend, then I'll say, but that, where do I draw the line? You know what I'm saying? So you'll have to, now, and I'm not saying that that's not going to be a line to draw. I'm not, I'm not saying that there isn't stuff that we're going to have to deal with like that. But, but you've got to be able to check yourself because the same person can write off somebody for being something the same way a parent from the old school parents, right? Old school parents could write off this person who's going through that, right? You, I'm sure you hear it all the time. Well, when we were young, right? You don't think when you're going to be a parent, you're going to say, well, when I was a teenager, I guarantee you're going to say that. But catch yourself. Hopefully you'll remember my, you'll have my, my uh, you'll remember in Masil Yasharim to check yourself when you're driving with your kid and you'll be like, because how many times do I hear that from parents? I think every time I speak to a parent, I don't speak to parents too much, but when I speak to a parent and they're complaining about their son or their challenge, 99.9% of the conversation is, ready for this? What? When I was. Well, when I was, when I was that age, when I was that age, and you're going to do the same, I don't mean it, I'm not cursing anyone. I'm saying that's all we do. I had the same thing with my kids. When I was young, I was like, you're complaining about that? Well, when I was, and then you've got to catch yourself and say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's, that's number one. The second point, right, your second point was what? The, the white and blue, that what was your second point? Right, facts and opinions. They're both, they, well, so but by the way, they both go together, the two things I'm saying. Some people say that it's a fact when it's really just an opinion. Because they believe one plus one is not an opinion, is, is two is not an opinion, right? Hashem loves everyone here in this, in this base medrash is not an opinion. Whoa, 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 wait, no, hold up one second. That's not an opinion, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact just like my skin color is white. I mean, you know what I'm saying. That's a fact, it's nighttime. You're, everyone here is a man. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. To say, um, I think that, that um, you know, that sweatshirt, you know, looks better in a different color, that's an opinion. I don't, I think that's beautiful sweatshirt. But the problem is, when people make opinions into facts, that's a problem. That's a problem. It's a very big problem. That's why it's important to know. We don't know enough. That's why our Torah and Judaism are very dangerous sometimes, that people who don't know, so they could quote things. And that's why if anyone who knows me, when people quote things and say, well, they say, well, they say that, dot, dot, dot. Well, the halach or this is a, show it to me. I want, to, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to say, right, someone challenged me when we were talking the other day about you have to be uh, simcha, you have to be happy every, all the time, every second. And someone was challenging me. I said, where, show me. Show me where it says. Show me. Show me. Show me where it says. Show me. It doesn't mean we can't have a machlokas rishonim. We can have a machlokas. Good. We can talk it out. But I like to see where it says. And, and Yeshiva World News, no offense, and all the... Uh, Mishpacha magazine and all of the Ami man, all and everyone should buy. They should have good business, and they should. Everyone should. I don't. I'm not. I hope. I don't. 
I don't think it's lush and hara. I think it's important to talk about these things. You can't believe what they say either. Just because there's an article written in something doesn't mean that it's true. It's an opinion. What? Correct. It's an opinion. When you see, someone told me, I had this recently with someone. Someone told me, this is what he said. They were talking about the elections and they were telling me about uh, some of the elections. I said, where did you get your information from? They said, what do you mean? I read it in the newspaper. I said, and therefore what? Well, this person wrote the article. I said, so what? What, what does that mean? So what they wrote the article. So I'll, I'll write an article. So who, what, what does that mean? So then us and oh, but then I'm challenged because then I don't know what's really true. Then I don't really know what's true. Good, 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 good. I said that in, uh, in, in Shalom Bias. Okay, I don't know if I could say it now. Hi. Did I say it? Yeah, I could, I'll say it. Yeah, I said in, I said in, uh, in something, I don't, I don't want to get into it so deeply because I don't want anyone to know what, what I'm talking about. So one of my, my, one of my children was, was saying something about the teacher saying when you put your hair, you guys don't know from this, you're not girls, but you put your hair like this, then it's, you know, then it's not sneeze. And I told Whatever, yeah, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. It's a girl thing. Mm -hmm. So I told my daughter, I said, that's not true. That's maybe a rule that the school has, but that's not true that it's not sneers. And, and people mix that up when they, when they go to school. You guys don't know this so much, but when you go to school and they say, that's the halacha, right? So I have this all the time. I've had many hours conversations with my daughter What's the halacha? What does that mean? You know what sneeze is. You know what unsneeze is. Yes, I say, a ba uh, uh, walking in a bathing suit is unsneeze. Walking uh, with, a, you know, uh, whatever. You know, someone who dresses unsneeze is unsneeze if they're uncovered. That's very clearly unsneeze. But, but once a rule in a school, they say, oh, you're not allowed to do that because halacha is that's not sneeze. That's not true. That's, a, that's the rule that your school has. You guys don't know, it's more girl stuff, but they have that stuff. I know a guy's had that either, halacha, oh, you have to wear a hat. It's a halacha, you have to wear a hat. Ch chill out. I know the halacha, and they'll show you a halacha, you have to wear a hat. I know the halacha. Could be it is the halacha, but I'm saying that's not why you're telling me I have to wear a hat. You're telling me I have to wear a hat because you want the school to be a certain way. That's opinion. It's a very big difference between opinion and fact. Yes, Avio. I don't want to do an answer for that. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm done with it, but I can get an answer in a couple minutes. Okay. Let's say a 40 years old kid, I don't want to grab home. Let's say that he's even like 16 years old. I don't know. How old is he? doesn't matter. And he's like, Mommy, Tati, I don't want any more of these charges. I don't want you to shop this for 20 years. I'm transgender. I don't know what, whatever it is. Basically, the, like, the title is I'm rebelling from. Whatever you talk me to do, how a good parent needs to respond to that? Like, what is the whole I know that it's a big answer, but a big question. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure for our, I don't think for you at this stage in your life, you need to know that. If you had a 16 year old son who, who was, uh, who, that you had that problem, then I'd probably refer you to somebody or I'd speak to you about it. I don't think, I think it's still a theoretical question. I don't think you have to think about that. I don't think anyone here has to think about that. What you have to think about is how you can work. For us, sometimes it's more offense for brothers, siblings, 
but you're not the parent anyway. That's what I'm saying. There's no nafkamina for you. There's no nafkamina. You have to work on your life. You have to get the therapy that you need. You need to get the help. You don't have to think about a 16-year-old kid that's, in, that's at least in 18 years from now for you. There's no, there's no point. There's no point. There's no point in that conversation because everything's different and there's nothing that I'm going to say now. It's not, it's not a, it's not, it's, there's not a clulliestic thing to say to you anyway. It's not no gaya. It's not like you're a parent of a 16-year-old. I would say, let's talk after the shear. Let's talk about what we could do. I don't, it's, not, it's not like a uh, one-size-fits-all like one conversation. It's not no gaya you anyway. What does it have to do with you? You have at least 18 years Till that, it's like someone here asking, you know, what do I do if my wife, you know, blah, 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 who, who, you don't have a wife. The best thing you can do, Aviel, let me just tell you a big yesod. The best thing you could do, the best thing anyone can do is to work on themselves and be honest with themselves and get help themselves. That's the best thing anybody, any time, all the time can do, no matter what situation you're in. To be honest, to be humble, to work on yourself, and to work on yourself, and to work on yourself. If you do that, most things will work their ways through, because you're working on yourself. There's no exact answer to do this, to do that. If you're a person who's working on himself, right, a parent who's working on himself, who has a problem with a child, is going to work on himself. I was going to say, how can I be a better parent? How can I be a better mother? How can I be a better father? You always, you're always, a, a good teacher is always saying, how can I be a better teacher? Right? A good father is always saying, how can I be a better father? A good son is always saying, how can I be a better son? Not how can my father be a better father? Right? A good father is not saying, how can my son be a better son? And a good son is not saying, how could my... Father, be a better father. I don't mean good or bad, you know what I mean? So it's the same as anything. A good husband is not saying, how can my wife be a better wife? You're saying, how can I be a better husband? And hopefully the wife is doing the same thing and saying, how can I be a better wife? Rafi, are you going to say something today? We've got to have something from you, Rafi, before we close. Um, yeah, you don't have to, no pressure. You have, okay, no pressure. No, I'll say something. Yeah. Um, first of all, I definitely, I relate to that a lot the whole like I have something in my mind that whatever revolution however long ago it came in and it just controls my life and I think the biggest thing for me is thank God I'm really self-aware so like I know these things and I try to share them I show them for a bang so on but it doesn't really seem to change so much right you know, like it's I'm so I realize it's kind of like I'm so afraid of Right. It's hard. Right. It's very hard. So, so I think if I'm, if to address what you're saying a little bit, I think it just takes time. It takes time. Right. It takes time, and it takes years, and it takes sharing with other people, and it takes insights from other people. Change takes a lot of time. 
change takes a lot of time, takes patience, but, but it also takes working at it. Change doesn't just happen. You must work at it. You, you must be always working at it, but it takes time. And, and, and you're not going to change your ways so fast, but you can be aware of your ways and you could be aware of having to make changes. Once you're aware that you have to make changes, then you also get a lot of siyata deshmaya. Hashem helps, helps you a lot with, with it as well. Right? Just to be aware that I'm like that. Right? Right? Correct. Sometimes it's hard. Correct. But just to be aware. That's why it's important to be aware. People, people you know, think that, it, that I have to change it. It's more I just, it's, the awareness will help you. Becoming more aware of, of who you are and why you do what you do and what's, how you think and what your chesronas are and what your triggers are and what your challenges are. And to share, to share with people, to really share, to, to, to open up to somebody, to open up and to share with as many people as you can, not random people, but to really open up. Because when you open up, then you get another perspective of who you are. You get a different perspective. Okay, anyone else? Let's do one halacha. Yeah. Yaakov? No questions, Yaakov? We, we sort of fell off the, uh, your questions from last week, but okay. Okay. Yeah, we good? Let's wrap up here. You are not allowed to receive and be makabal lashon hara. What does it mean? It means to accept and believe in your heart that the lashon hara is true, which will lower your opinion of the person who was spoken about. Now, this is very, very difficult. Why? Because when we hear something about someone, it sticks with us. If you hear, changes our opinion. So it's very difficult, especially if you're friendly with the guy who's telling it to you, and some new guy walks in and he's like, oh, see that guy over there? He's a blank, blank, blank. It's very hard to get that out of your mind. I don't know. You dive into Hashem and you learn Hilchus Lashon Hara, that you don't have friends like that who are going to talk Lashon Hara, and that you don't hang around people who are going to say Lashon Hara. Because once people say things, it's very, very difficult to get it out of your head. Um, here. When one hears Lashon Hara, if he believes it and he also agrees to it, he adds his own remarks. Not only does he transgress Kabbalah's Lashon Hara, but he's also speaking Lashon Hara at the same time. Unbelievable. Now it's even worse. They say someone who's Makabal Lashon Hara in a certain way is even worse than the speaker because as long as I don't listen and accept the Lashon Hara, then the Lashon Hara didn't happen. If I tell someone Lashon Hara and they don't, they're not Makabal it, so I didn't say Lashon Hara. So when someone's Makabal the Lashon Hara, that's what makes it into Lashon Hara. Yes, Rabzev. The person hearing it is not Makabal it. The sayer is not going to better? Good question. What's the... What? He still has to do tshuva, but it didn't do... It makes the person not believe it, which would be part of the tshuva 
Right. He has to he has to tell the person again what I said wasn't true or whatever it is. Right. But it's not. I don't think it's a lashon hara. Is it? It's considered lashon hara. It is. Really. Even if the guy's not makabalit. I mean, because he said lashon hara. Right. It's not as bad. It's not as bad. I guess if the guy would be makabalit, but he still has to do tshuva. Great question, Rambam. Hashem should help us all. It's amazing that everyone comes to try and change. That's all we're trying to do. So all we're trying to do is change and grow and know ourselves better and to be honest one day at a time. Have a wonderful day.